Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Untitled Hoops podcast. I am your gracious, grateful, and highly favored host, Sean. I want to say uh, favorite. extremely handsome. Extremely handsome. That is uh, Marquise, the other host. And today, wow. we are in episode... What is this? Oh, I did that to Tyrese last time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I know. Mar- Marquise is also uh, uh, very gracious. Um, so today is episode... What is this? Eight? Nine? I have no idea. Does does the free agency episode count? I don't think I posted that one to, to podcast. No. So, so no. That it was, was just a YouTube thing. Live stream. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this would be like seven, I think. Sure. Sure. Well, we don't know. We'll figure it out when we post it. Never anyway. Know. Today. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me finish with the intro. This is the podcast where we talk about basketball, mainly the NBA, mainly the 76ers. Uh, and in doing so, today we will be talking about three different topics in particular number one being what's going on with our 76ers right now number two uh this little deandre Ayton situation and then number three is going to be a pretty interesting segment that we're going to do where we're going to make special predictions and grades for every nba team all 36 of them so we're going to start uh right now so go ahead marquise what, what do you think about this whole Sixers situation i believe has the investigation started yet? Um, I don't know if the investigating investigation has started yet, but per source Zach Lowe, um, and uh, I think what's his name, Chris Haynes, that mm-hmm. the NBA are going to start looking into it. Um, they're already looking into the Jalen Brunson situation, and you know who's close to New York. I guess we are. So they was like, hey, let's look into that PJ Tucker situation. But I also think the the James Harding interview thing that he recently did was trying to cover that up a little bit because he did come out and say uh, he told Daryl to, to fix the team and he'll take what's left, which kind of right. crazy how that came out right after they said they were possibly going to look into investigating the P.J. Tucker signing. Yeah. I mean, the Jalen Brunson thing makes sense because you can't you can't have a destination and a deal on the table before a free agency even starts. If it's your own team, sure. I mean, obviously, it's like it's like making plans with somebody who lives in the same house as you already. It's like it's a lot easier because you're right there already. But making plans and having a deal in in place for a player from a different team before free agency starts, you just you can't do that. The start date for a reason. And and the, what the Knicks are trying to argue is that his dad is on the coaching staff. And also his his goddad is the GM. That's literally the Knicks' main argument. But at the end of the day, the, the contract was done probably yeah. 30 minutes before free agency started. Um, also, I would like to say that you, prob- you can't talk to your free agent um, – before the uh, deadline, before the uh, like the six eight the six o'clock deadline, because you, you can't. But it happens. Yeah, it and happens. People don't, people don't typically pay too much attention. People don't get as bent out of shape about it as they do a player from a different team because you're literally taking someone else's player in that case. Because Giannis was under contract, and their their GM said, "Yeah, we're going to give him the supermax," and he got fi- fined for. Uh, for uh tamper that you can't that you can't do you can't do that publicly <laughs> yeah i mean but it's like he said it publicly 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 what the fuck is wrong with me um rhyming accidentally oh my god i'm just i'm on fire today um he said it publicly but 
it's like obvious. Yeah, right. So why would you even feel like you have to say it? I think it was like a radio station, so it was like kind of like who's gonna watch this? Um, yeah. So you just put that in there. But you know, you're you're GM of a team with one of the best yeah. players in the NBA, so someone is always gonna watch. Exactly. Exactly. Someone's somebody's paying attention to that. All right, cool. You want to hop into the DeAndre Ayton situation? Sure. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Indiana Pacers made an offer to DeAndre Ayton for some ridiculous amount of money that he probably doesn't necessarily deserve. Uh, and Phoenix matched the offer. Um, I think most people are aware of what that means. It doesn't necessarily mean that Phoenix wants to keep DeAndre Ayton or that they even wanted to pay him that much. They pretty much had to resign him for the biggest amount of money they could because he's the key piece in a possible Kevin Durant trade. And I would like to throw this in there. Because Phoenix drafted DeAndre Ayton and then gave him the, the rookie extension, he could be traded to be on a team with Ben Simmons. Because Ben Simmons, the reason they can't trade for Bam is because Ben Simmons was traded to Brooklyn, wasn't drafted by Brooklyn, and then trading another player that was not drafted by Brooklyn. That That's the the, 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 the part where like they collide. So DeAndre Ayton oh, okay. could still be traded and play on a team where, where Ben Simmons is. So he can tra- he he can be traded now. He can to be traded. Brooklyn, yes, to the Brooklyn Nets. It couldn't happen before the tra- the signing. Yes. Meaning no, no, it no. Couldn't be. He could he could have happened before the signing. Like no, they could I mean, have did like, a signing trade and did him send him there. Oh, okay. But it's, it's just a simple fact. Phoenix drafted him, so he's their player. But that doesn't make any sense. But Bam was drafted by Miami. Right. That's what I'm saying. If Bam was going to Miami, there's no problem. But since No, I'm saying if Bam why can't Bam be traded to Brooklyn but DeAndre can? Bam I don't That's a fucking crazy that's a smart ass question. Because that no, no, was no. the reason because Bam Bam was also drafted by Whoa. Yeah. I don't think I still don't think DeAndre can be traded to Brooklyn. No, he can. They said it they they said that he could. Oh, okay. No, so, why? Yeah, so, so I don't yeah, I don't know what the Was difference Bam is. Bam not drafted think, by Miami? Well, no, I think the difference is Ben was still on his extension. He's in the first year of his extension. As is Bam. What? Wait, hold up. DeAndre is not in an extension. He's being re-signed. They didn't offer him an extension. Mm. He was a restricted free agent. So yeah, yeah, okay. So he's that's not probably, on a rookie. Probably, yeah. He's not on a rookie extension anymore. He's on a new Actually, contract. Yeah, new contract. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the difference. That's probably the difference. I mean, they, that's not the way they broke it down. I wish they would have did it like that because uh, I'm over here, like, kind of like, what the fuck? But uh, yeah. So you want to? I think Bam. I mean, uh, uh, DeAndre had a player option and he denied it, right? No. Or, or, um, or the team that had a team option. It was something like that. No, or there, he was just towards the he end was of the up. Contract. He was up for a contract extension, and then they didn't do it. Right. So right. he went to free agency. That's probably that's probably what we're talking about. Because um, yeah. I don't think Bam entered free agency. I think they had a contract extension. Yeah. Um, Same so, yeah. thing with Ben. Ben has never been a free agent. He yeah, just he was got never a free agent. He got the extension. Um, I think fully to be in, in a free agency, to go to a free agency, uh, you had you have to uh, like the decline or. Because I know, I know Ben was under contract when we re-signed him. He had one year mm-hmm. left, 
so that's okay. Extension, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Do you, you want to sign an extension? Uh, up before. until the last year of your contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you want to hop into the first team? So we're gonna go top to bottom. Is there any conference you want to start off with? Um, let's go west because I go feel west. like that'll be probably a little bit tougher i feel like there's a lot of change in the west whereas in the east i think the top teams are still the top teams okay cool phoenix suns were number one in the western conference mm-hmm. where do you think their seating window is between one and four one and four and i think a lot of it hinges on this kevin durant trade obviously what exactly they get in return, what exactly they have to give up. If they end up losing DeAndre Aiden and Mikal Bridges and possibly another player mm-hmm. for Kevin Durant, I don't think Kevin Durant as a scorer really makes up for the loss defensively of Mikal Bridges and DeAndre Aiden. Yes. Um, key acquisitions for them are Damian Lee, Josh Akogi. Um, and they got Jock Liddell from a trade from um, from Atlanta. Does yeah. any of those uh, players, you know, push them over? No. But they kept the same core. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they lost anyone. But, again, a large um, portion of that core might be moved for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this is kind of hard one to grade because uh, yeah. they still, still have – sort of up in the air. They still have, uh, you know, a lot of things. So, who would you say – out of, on this team has the chance for the biggest leap. Um, I'm gonna answer first, and I go Mikel Bridges. I think Mikel Bridges okay. could take take an All Star leap. I think so too, uh, especially if if he's still on the Suns when this is all said and done. Yeah. If he's not, I would actually go with. Uh, oh, I forget his name. He's a power. He's our power forward, light skinned guy. Cameron Payne. I mean, Cameron, Cameron Johnson. No, Cameron Johnson. Cam yeah. Johnson, yeah. They got two Cams um, on their team. So. I know. And the reason why is because if the Kevin Durant trade does go through, or if they just trade DeAndre Ayton regardless, Cam Johnson now is getting the bulk of those power forward slash probably center minutes. But let, um, let's, let's look at it as there's no trade happening. If there's no trade happening, I would say possibly – I would say probably Mikel Bridges as well. Mikel Bridges. Who's the um, – yeah. Who would you say is the X, the X factor of this team? The X factor. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. He's getting up there in age. Yeah, so. he's getting up there in age. If he can remain as as great of a player and as great of a, you know, scorer as he is because I, I don't think his facilitating ability is ever really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh and also something like that isn't super dependent on athleticism and he was never super athletic anyway. He was always a more crafty player. So I think his game is something that can stand the test of time. However, if his scoring ability starts to take a little bit of a hit, putting that much pressure on Devin Booker to be the primary scorer on a championship team, that's I think that's a little bit of, of too much to ask. I think the presence of Chris Paul and him being as great as he is takes a lot of the, the pressure off of Devin Booker's shoulders. It does. Uh, it's also it's also invaluable for a coach having a, a, a player like him on the floor. He's sort of a second head coach. Um, so I think Chris Paul, him being available, him being there and being himself is the X factor because we've already seen what the Suns were like prior to getting Chris Paul. So and 
you know, most of the time they didn't even make the playoffs. If I if I were giving them a free agency grade, I'll give them a D minus. But okay. if I would give them a roster grade, I'll give them an A plus for bringing back the same roster that went to the finals. Obviously, yeah. you you know you got knocked out second round to Luca, literally Luca and Jalen Brunson. Um, yeah. But that was a great series where it could have went either way. Um, mm-hmm. We really had to see like heroics from Luca and Jalen Brunson to to beat y'all guys. So um, I, I think I it, yeah I would give it the free agency moves D minus. But I think you could honestly say to to be determined. Yeah, because they're holding out for a reason. They're purposely not doing much of anything for a reason, and it's because they're waiting to see what's going to end up happening with the Kevin Durant situation. Because at the end of the day, this is a situation that's not going anywhere. Like, not until the trade deadline will we see the Suns take Kevin Durant, that option off the table. It's going to be, if it goes until the into the regular season, if it goes into the all-star break, then it will. It's not going to be out of people's minds until the trade deadline. Similar to what happened with us last year with Ben. Okay. Second team in the West, the Memphis Grizzlies. Where does their seeding window? So I'm actually going to put them at number three. Three to five. Ooh, do you think they take a step back? I think they take a small step back. I mean, well, then again. Well, actually, no, no. I don't even think they take a huge step back. I think other teams take a step forward. Okay. That's that's Clippers are coming back. And they're Clippers. Like, the Clippers are the deepest team in the NBA. Right. And I think there's some things that are still like you said to be determined with certain teams. The Clippers we have to see what da- the Dallas Mavericks are going to look like with Christian Wood. Like there's there's some teams that have made some changes and some additions that I think are going to have an effect on the overall standings. Not to mention the fact that we've seen the Memphis Grizzlies play well without John Morant, but at the same time, extremely well, he, but at the same time, you don't want your star missing that many games. So it's like, that also plays a factor. How many games does John Morant play? If somebody else on that team gets injured, like let's say triple J gets injured. Like, um, he is injured. Well, <laughs> well injured, like can't come back for a while. He's not, he's going to miss the start of the season. No, I mean like, if he's out until the All Star break, okay. Like if something happens but, and he reaggravate, like 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 if, this if is something a, happens that sets him back. This is a foot injury, and we've seen it before where this foot man. injury foot injury could be look like it's good, and then when yeah. they go back to reevaluate it, it's not healing the way it's supposed to, right? And they have to set him out longer because it's hard to heal a foot injury quickly because you literally have to not go anywhere. <laughs> literally, so it's like. Asking a person to sit still for that amount of time Especially is a really hard. Athlete, whereas like it, right. you were, you're going to sit down, you're going to eat, you're going to start right. gaining weight, and then it's like, oh, right, right. So, you know, we have to see what happens with that. We have to see where some of these other teams who have made additions where they end up falling. But I think Memphis, I don't see Memphis taking a huge jump forward. Um, I think a lot of people didn't expect them to be where they were last year. And I think a lot of that came from injuries and just the West being in a huge state of flux last year 
as a as a whole, right? Like I don't think anybody expected the Lakers to be as terrible as they were. I don't think the I Lakers, did. I don't think anybody expected. <laughs> I did. Well, some people did. Because there's there's, there's no way in hell that works, and the fact that they have they have but missed to, the but missed the playoffs yes, terrible. Yes, I don't think I didn't. Expect I thought that. that they were missed the playoffs terrible. Because I don't think people expected Portland to be. I didn't. I didn't. Going into like a I didn't mini expect rebuild. that. Not at all. Like, you know, Clay still knew, missed a significant amount of time. I knew their time was numbered in Portland. Yeah, but I didn't know they were going to go. This was the year they were going to do it. Right. And a retool. So, um, yeah, they might yeah, be a better a team, or same or slightly better be than same. slightly better at best because they have actual defensive players now. Right. So it might be a little bit better, you know, but not that much. You're not winning a championship. It's not. It's not yeah. happening. I think some. I think certain teams that were sort of at the bottom rung of the West are going to get better. I don't think there's that many teams that are going to be worse than they were last year. Los Angeles. L.A. might be, but it also depends on what ends up happening with Russell Westbrook. If they can pull off some type of trade, they might actually Nobody get better. wants him, bro. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. But if there's a team that's going into a rebuild that's willing to take some draft pick, if you can put together like a three-team trade with a rebuilding team, somebody might do it, like a Utah. But they're going to have to give picks out the ass, and the whole thing with the Lakers is they don't want to trade their picks. But if you want to move Westbrook, you have to trade him. Like, you have to. Like, nobody's going to take second-round yeah. picks and Russell Westbrook. No, you got to throw I mean, in the first-round But I'm saying if, you, if you're talking about, a, like I said, a possible three-team three team deal, like, let's say it was the, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Knicks. The Jazz get Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the, um, the, Lake, the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz get Russell Westbrook. Uh, the Jazz also get a whole bunch of draft picks from New York. And... The Lakers get some role players that are making too much money. Like that's that will make them better. If I'm Utah, I want I want a first round pick from the Lakers because there's only so far Kyrie and LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to go. LeBron not and o- Kyrie. No, oh, wait, not you said the, who? Not the Knicks. The role, the role players, right? You said the Lakers would be getting the role players, right? right. My, okay. So they could get they could get. Bogdanovich and Evan Fournier and you know like just role like guys who are making a lot of money but still are serviceable serviceable role players once again around two superstars once again if I'm Utah I want a first round pick from the Lakers not the Knicks you wouldn't take first round picks from the I Knicks? want I want it from the Lakers because LeBron is aging AD is injury prone and I those mean, those overpaid role players are overpaid role players sure I mean I'm sure the Lakers would be willing to give you at least two, but I mean, they're going to be so far in the future. There only have to be two. This is the whole thing. I don't trust the Lakers. So in my mind, okay. I'm going, that pick is more valuable than the Knicks pick because the Knicks are, even though they're, they're, they had their little slump last year, they're becoming a more attractive market. They have a better they have a better supporting cast of players with R.J. Barrett on the rise. Uh, Manuel quickly is doing good. Obi Toppin took an uh, improvement from his rookie year. Um you know, stuff like that. They have a, a, a actual group of guys who actually look good and they're young versus the Lakers who are all old and injury, injury prone. And it's like they're going to have to rebuild anyway sooner or later because nobody's going to come to the Lakers right now. 
If I'm the Lakers, sure, I'll give you the first round picks, but they're not going to be anytime soon because they don't have any. I would take that. I don't I, like. I okay. would. I would literally take that because but I'm right saying, now, if you're the Lakers and your goal is to move off of Russell Westbrook, there's ways you can do it. Because like right that was now, the whole point of what I'm trying to say that you could do it. So because like I, w- I would take it back to the the, the um the uh, trade we did with Phoenix to give them Mikel Bridges. We mm-hmm. got that Miami Heat first round pick. And Miami looked like they were going to the re- rebuild, even though that Miami Heat first round pick wasn't for like two, two years, two, three years later. Yeah, it looked magical and everybody wanted it because they were like, Miami's going into a rebuild. We want that pick. So even if it's 2027 or 2029, we know that Bron is going to be retired. Shit, AD might be retired mm-hmm. with the injuries that he's going through. So they're going to be in a rebuild phase. And, and that everybody, the way L.A. is looking right now, nobody's going to really want to just jump to go to L.A. Yeah. So it's like, I, I listen, I'll take that pick. Because not even okay. if I don't get to use that pick, I can flip that pick for something else. Right. So I would want, but, I would want that. But, but, the whole, but the point of what I was trying to say was that if you're the Lakers and you want to move Russell Westbrook, there's ways that you can do it and make the team better than it was last year. Okay. Let's hop back to the Grizzlies because we, we went off. Well, that was the point. I was saying, like, yeah. certain teams – I don't think there are teams that are going to be worse than they were last year. I think, in fact, a lot of – a couple teams are going to be better than they were last year, and I think that's going to be what affects the Grizzlies' standings the most. Okay. Uh, the Grizzlies' notable um, acquisitions, Danny Green, mm-hmm. Jake LaRavia, David Rowdy, Roddy. Uh, and Kennedy Chandler. And? That's it. You're not including their draft pick. Who? Kenny. Kenny's on a two-way deal, though. I would consider him a notable acquisition. I mean, yeah. I like Kenny. He played like Kenny a lot. He little Zebo. little Zebo. Yeah. I like Kenny a lot. Yeah, lose some weight. I like Kenny a lot. I think he can be a very good He look like me out there playing. <laughs> like like he got skill but like he gets yeah. tired extremely fast yeah well yeah that's why i think he could be a very good backup for somebody who can come off the bench give you 10 15 minutes a game and just be a good player like i i think he's somebody who long term could be a a core piece of their their bench unit their rotation so of this team who do you think is going to take a, a step forward a leap a little bit. Um, who do you think? Um, it's kind of tough, but I actually think Desmond Bain. Ooh, I had to say. Um, I think Desmond Bain is going to come into this year with probably a little bit more confidence. John Moran always he's got all the confidence in the world. He he doesn't need any more. Some a, might say he has too much. In a, in a bigger role because Jaron Jackson's not yes. going to be there to start the start the season. Exactly. So I think Desmond Bain is probably just. Just out of the fact that he's more comfortable, I think more comfortable coming into the season, and out of necessity, he's going to be asked to do more. That's why I think Desmond is, is probably going to have the the biggest step forward. Um, X factor. I'm gonna answer this one, and it's going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, yeah. Every year he's injured. Um, obviously, John yeah. Morant was injured for a, a big part of uh, last season, and you know Jaron Jackson was like the the guy, but he's been injured every year um and to the fact that he's not going to start this season 
it, it, it makes you a little worried because you're paying this guy $28 million a year. Obviously, he deserves <laughs> right. it. He deserves it. He grew defensively. Uh, I think he made a defensive team, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. or, you know, he was close to. Like, he could have been because um, they probably didn't give it to him because he probably didn't play enough games if he didn't. But he deserves to be on one. He's giving me a lot of Miles Turner vibes, which is kind of scary, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because like Miles Turner is 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 a, is a you know a starter, but he's not you know anything crazy. But he you know he is twenty two. Um, I will give him that. Uh, but these injuries definitely scare me. So he's the X factor because if he can play, we all know what he can do. Right. I, I think it's. It, Injuries like these, especially foot injuries, when somebody's young, typically are alarming. The only player who I can point to and say they overcame it was somebody like Joel and perhaps even Steph. But Steph's were more like ankle injuries. Yeah. Um, lower leg injuries. Uh, overcoming foot injuries as a big is rare. Yeah. Um, with Joel, he at least had the, I guess you can call it an advantage of not actually playing during that time. And also, when he got back, he wasn't competing for shit. So right. there wasn't the added stress of, I got to get back, I got to get back quick, I got I to gotta do this yeah. to the team. Jaron Jackson is in that, in that headspace because, you know, Memphis, like I said, I said this multiple times in the, uh, the last podcast and the podcast that we talked about Memphis, I think Memphis is the next dynasty. Like, I think, obviously, we know that you can't pay everyone. But the way their their books are looking right now is it, it looks very good for them in the future. Yeah, yeah. I think Memphis. I think maybe Cleveland, and probably uh, OKC are probably the three young teams in the best position right now going forward. I would also throw in Detroit. I would throw in Detroit. I would say we. I would say I want to see a little bit more out of Cade, though. Okay. Because with Cleveland, like, we've seen a few years of Darius Garland and, you know, Jared Allen now. We've seen a few years. I can see why they didn't want to trade Darius Garland for Ben Simmons now. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I can see why. I'm like, why? He's not even that good trying to trick them in my head to trade him. Yeah. With Memphis, we've seen a few years of, you know, Ja now. We've seen a few years of Jaron Jackson. We've only seen one year of Cade. We've only seen two years, now you know, barely two years of Killian Hayes. We've only seen two years of Sadiq Bay. So, you know, a lot of their key players have only been in the league a year and a half or a year. So uh, two years max. Give me a free agency grade and then give me a roster grade for Memphis. Yes, free agency grade. I would say, well, free agency. Just like off-season grade altogether. Oh, we could right? just off-season grade altogether. Because this is including the draft and trades and stuff. Um, I would say, I would say maybe a B minus. That's what I was thinking, honestly. Because they they haven't been super active, but they did go out and acquire Danny Green, who was a veteran. We we're hearing chatter that he might be won't probably not going to be on the team. Well, yeah, I mean. When somebody of that age tears their ACL, obviously it's it's not and we have it's a not looking great. Yeah, it's not looking great. But in the process, they at least cleared some cap space if they do actually plan on trading him somewhere else or releasing him. But I don't think I mean that's not technically clearing cap space. That's clearing a roster spot. But still, having Danny Green on the team, he's a good locker room guy. 
you got a team full of young guys. It's mm-hmm. it's not a bad move. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, they haven't really done much of anything. So the rank, the reigning, defending champions, out of the third seed, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, do we really have to say anything? Like, like, do we really have to say anything, bro? I mean, seeding window. They can be whatever they want. Like, literally, yeah. they can be whatever seed they want to be. As long as yeah. they're healthy, no one's fucking with them. I, I really don't think, other than the Clippers. The, the thing about the the Warriors is that it's their it's it's their culture and their system that would makes them so strong. So even though they lost a Otto Porter Jr., even though they lost a they replaced uh, him with Dante Divincenzo exactly. and Michael Green just signed there. They lost they lost Otto Porter Jr. They lost Gary Payton the second. But they were, yeah. So they still replace them with guys that are usable guys. And once they, we've seen multiple times, once people come into the Warriors organization, they're a part of that culture, like something just switches. They buy in. They buy in. So show them trophies. As long as the core and their core is phenomenal, like, and it's, it's, it's a great balance of veteran players and also younger players. Having Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but then also Jordan Poole, having, you know, James Wiseman, who's probably going to come back soon, having Kevon Looney, who's sort of like in the middle of his, you know, between all of them, having Moses Moody, and like they've got a lot of young talent along with great, great veterans. Oh, um, and on top of that, I think they they signed Mac, didn't they? Mac McClung. Um, I know he's on their summer league team. Uh, he might be on a two way. Yeah, and he's so, been phenomenal on in the summer league. So notable, like, notable acquisitions. Uh, obviously, we said already uh, Jamichael Green, Dante yeah. Divincenzo, but they also drafted Patrick Baldwin Jr., who mm-hmm. I kind of like six nine guard, um, shoots the ball, um, Golden State shit. <laughs> like he does mm-hmm. Golden State shit. Play makes yeah. six nine. Yeah. Um, I I want to hop into the next one. Uh. The Warriors, the Warriors. Before we before we go, the Warriors kind of remind me of like what the Spurs were in the early in the two thousands. Like they have their core, and they draft and trade and acquire guys that just fit around them. They don't worry too much about names or age, or anything like that. They just get the guys that will work for the system. Like the people thought the Spurs were crazy for drafting as many like European and like overseas guys as they were. The Spurs were one of the first teams to really, like, win off of igno- it. Like, yeah, like to really acknowledge and to really tap into that market, and realize like, yo, there's a lot of talent out there that we can that we can feed off of, and the Warriors are sort of that way as well. But they'll just go anywhere, like overseas, G League bottom tier teams like whoever they'll get guys from wherever if they feel like they can come in and fit into the system and help help them win um who takes the big leap this year um Jordan Poole was the most approved player uh I don't know if he can really take another leap Mm -hmm. um I don't really know but I would personally go Jonathan Kaminga okay okay that's not a bad pick um it's tough. If if we're it's tough because regular season I'm kind of inclined to say James Wiseman. Mm. Because I feel like at some point 
they're going to start trying to bring him along a little bit quicker, getting him more involved. Because Kevon Looney, as great as Kevon Looney is, James Weissman can kind of do everything Kevon Looney does. Plus, he has the potential to be even more. So it's like, at some point, you have to just bring him in and just start letting him get experience with the main guys. He can't just be a stash player who you just have like on your G League team or on the roster until you feel like, all right, we need another, you know, maybe a staff for, you know, play or whatever is on the decline and you want to bring in somebody else with star potential. Like at some point you have to actually get him the minutes yeah. so he can become that player. And I feel like this year is probably the best opportunity to do it because they're coming off of a championship. They don't really have anything to prove. They realize that, you know what, as long as we have Steph, Clay, and Draymond healthy when the playoffs start, we have a shot to win it all. So let's just give the young guys as much burn as they can during the regular season. And then whatever our seed is doesn't really matter going into the postseason. It does not matter. Um, the next question is X-Factor. And I don't think X-Factor is a player. I think mm. X-Factor for them is health. Yes, yes, like sure. It's not even a player. They're a tight-knit group, amazing group. Um, like mm-hmm. guys with amazing culture, like you said, I think health is the only thing that can stop them. Yep. So you, if they if they experience another big season-ending injury to any of their big three, uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond, even even Poole, honestly, yeah. if if Poole, if he's, Poole he's gets grown into one injury, of those 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 guys. Yeah. So if that happens, I think their chances of winning a championship decrease dramatically give me their off-season grade off-season grade i would say a i say a plus i mean you're the defending champions it's it's another team that didn't really need to do much they just needed to because that all of their main guys are under contract so they didn't really need to do too much other than just making sure they had the right role players around them and even though they lost a few guys they got replacements that are just as good. So okay. it, it was a pretty easy offseason for them, I feel like. Clocking in at the number four seed, the Dallas Mavericks. What are their seeding window? Or seed I think bet- that you got? I think those. between one and four. Oh, you think they could be one? Yeah. I I was I think thinking could... more five through seven. No, I think they could be one. Okay. I think – Obviously, losing Jalen Brunson was a, a pretty I, significant. I hit. personally have the out of the teams that were like really in this playoffs, mm-hmm. they're going to take the biggest step back. No, I think Memphis would. I personally think because, like, yesterday you went to the Western Conference Finals, but there's a lot of pieces where there's a lot of like, I don't know. I mean, they got so let's let's hop into the 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 uh, acquisitions, right? So we can better shape the seating for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Wood obviously has has joined the team. They signed JaVel McGee to start at center because Christian Wood wants to play power forward. Um, they have – oh, that's still a guy. Okay. Jaden Hardy is on their team. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really it. And they lost Jalen Brunson, who was key for them, like key for them in yeah. the playoffs. But if I'm, if I remember correctly, they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Yes. Now, I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie has as much potential as Jalen Brunson, 
But I think if you're talking about somebody also, playing playing next to Luca, I think Spencer Dinwiddie can still give you significant significant minutes. I think so as, as well. I think so as well. But the thing that scares me about Spencer Dinwiddie that's different from Jalen Brunson is that Jalen Brunson turned into that guy when he had to. Spencer Dinwiddie in moments fell apart. He True. wasn't even there. Whereas though Jalen Brunson literally when Luca was injured. Okay, you out. I'm gonna give you forty. All right, right. Thirty five. Like you know what I'm saying. Like he morphed into that guy. That's why I really like Jalen Brunson because I think I don't think he's an all star guy, but I think he's like one of the ultimate role players. Whereas though that might I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think that he just fits the mold of what the team needs. You need me to play make. I got you. Yeah. You need me to score. I got you. You know, and he's not a bad defender. Has a big body, kind of like Kyle Lowry. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, like whatever you need, I got you. That's how I, would I feel agree. from Jalen Brunson. Brunson. I would agree. And I think this year was really a big step forward for Jalen Brunson. However, I think I won't believe that that's who Jalen Brunson is as a player until I see him do it twice. Yeah, that's why I like kind of, you know. But still, it so, was. So, in the end, even then, he only had to do that because Luka was out. Mm-hmm. If Luka's not out, you don't necessarily need that. But it, it, for for me, what what reason I think that they they take the fall this year? Um, obviously, you, like you said, teams are getting better. But I think they were naturally going to take a fall because Jalen Brunson was doing this in the regular season as well. Um, and though you might get games from Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming back off injury. Um, and Dobby, Christian Wood, Christian Wood is, is being added into it. But it's like I don't know what Christian Wood is. Like, I legit don't know what he is because he's only played for losing teams. That's true. The only reason why I think Christian Wood is a big addition for the Mavericks is because it gives them an interior presence, which is something that they simply have not had prior to this year. I mean, they had a 7-3 shooting guard. Yeah. (laughs) He was big, but he was not an interior presence. That's right. So having somebody who can be that interior presence actually will help the perimeter players score outside or it'll just generally mean they won't have to score as much like either Luca's going to have more open shots or he's not going to have to take as many shots that's literally the only thing that can come from this offensively yeah so it, if you have a more balanced team i feel like those heroics those 35 point games 40 point games you won't need those as many as many times from your secondary scorer. And um, not only did he average 17 and 10, which I don't even think Chris Porzingis has averaged 10 rebounds in his career, and he's like five inches taller than Christian Wood, mm-hmm. um, he also shot 39% from three. Um, yeah. Uh, with a 336 attempts and made 131. So you're, you're not losing. You're actually gaining. Obviously, you put JaVale McGee in there. Ja- JaVale McGee won another one of those. Uh, ultimate role players where, like, you need me to start? Cool. You need me to come up the bench? Right. Whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, we yeah. don't need him to play make, though. But, uh, you yeah. know, it, it's it, – he it, – that's – I just I just feel off about this team. <laughs> like, because there's a lot of guys kind of like what the Sixers had last year where it's like, yeah, they could catch fire, but it's going to take them a couple games to get there. And then once yeah. they have a bad game, it's going to take them some games to get over it. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't think you could truly trust him. Davis Bertans forgot how to shoot. Uh, like, yeah. Reggie Bullock has forgotten how to shoot. 
Jordan Finley Spence has been a constant. Dwight How Dwight Powell has been iffy. Um Maxi Kleber, you know, has been a constant but has oftentimes forgotten how to shoot. Josh Green is like Matisse Thibel. Um Frank Nikitla is Matisse Thibel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of yeah. things where I go, if they're not clicking, they're they're losing. But now you have more guys. Yeah. And it's a more like I said, it's just a little bit more balanced of a roster. Like they have depth both in the perimeter and in the in the interior. So I think long like I said, long term, when we're talking about the regular season, that's we're talking about eighty two games. Mm-hmm. Having depth and having just a balanced roster can get you more wins than having a guy who can occasionally give you thirty points. Okay. So who would you say is the X factor of this team? Luca. Luca? I I would say Luca for the sheer fact that he has to stay healthy. I would say consistency. Um, <laughs> this is oh, yeah, uh, oh, okay. So not not it doesn't have to be a. Person. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be a player. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change my answer. It's still a person, but I'm gonna change my answer. I'm gonna say Jason Kidd, coach. Because Jason Kidd coaching Luca, I don't have any concerns. He of. did a great job. Phenomenal Jason job. Kidd coaching a big. And being able to get the most out of a Christian Wood and out of a JaVale McGee. I, I like- think Christian Wood could take a, a certain, like a slight dip in production because I don't know if he's going to get the best coaching. I think I think he's more so, Dallas. I think he's going to more so have to be more on Christian Wood. JaVale McGee right. is what JaVale McGee is. He's a shot blocking, um, rebounding. rebounding, you know, yeah. guy. That's who he is. That's why you put him in a starting lineup because, uh, you, you your only rebounder last year was Luca, um, so it, it, that's why you put him in the starting lineup. Obviously, Christian Wood is not a physical dude. He's like two hundred and fourteen pounds. Um, you don't right. want that. But he, but he, he's a good enough rebounder. He, he can. No, he, he knows averaged, how to get to the right. Averaged, he knows averaged, how to get to the right spot. He averaged seventeen and ten. Yeah, last year. So I'm not saying he's a, he's not a a good rebounder. I just think you know with with Javale McGee there, he doesn't kind of like the Giannis thing, where like Giannis. Could guard everything. Not Christian. I'm not talking about Christian Wood, but like Giannis could guard damn near everybody. But mm-hmm. you didn't play Giannis against centers. Like when Joel came to town, there was Brooke Lopez guarding him right. rather than Giannis guarding him because you don't want Giannis to get tired. Right. And you know, there's not a lot of a great like low post centers in the West, so he doesn't really have to go through that. Other than when they play Jokic, um, and sometimes Cat. But then again, Cat is not the center. So, you know what I'm saying? And Rudy Gobert doesn't play offense. Um, right. So, <laughs> he doesn't play offense. Um, so, he might not have to go through that as much. So, if, if JaVale McGee is showing age, he is like 35? Yeah. JaVale McGee, yeah, 34. Um, so, if he's showing the age is starting to get there, you could slide him there and probably put Davis Bertans at four. So, you know what I'm saying? Switch things up. You have a lot of options. There's a lot of, like, change the piece. Hell, fuck. You could put Dorian Finney-Smith at the four. Um, He might be a small mm-hmm. forward this Maxi year. Maxi Kleber. You know, Max Kleber. They have a lot of people that they could put in and take out. Um, and Jason Kidd has given everyone kind of the respect that if I take you out, it's not disrespect. It's just, like, we need the best lineup. Um, yeah. So, uh, no, that we already did notable. What would you give them an off-season grade? Um... C plus, I'll go C. Uh, is is like C is, is as okay as you could get, 
but it's yeah. like I I I need to see it. Obviously, I need to see exactly. This is one, this is one of because those because they didn't they lost a guy, a key guy. They gained a guy who could be key. Yeah, but it remains to be seen. Yeah, so that's why I'm keeping it a C. Um, I'm not trying to like down y'all like crazy Mavericks fans, but right. it is a, a, a concern of mine that your, your second best player now has never won anything or been in position to win anything. And I could also throw in the fact before we switch over to the next team, Christian Wood came to the Rockets to play with a James Harden. Mm-hmm. And James Harden won it out. So it's like he could have just been there like, fuck it, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck. Kind of like the Blake Griffin mentality like you you like to bring up. Like yeah. he didn't care, so he just showed minimal effort. Um, so that could be a case. You know, I could get a whole revamped, happy, rejuvenated Christian Wood. Right. That's true. The next team. Oh. The next team, the fifth seed. The Utah Jazz. Oh God! Talk about the biggest fall. Um, like yes. they're See, they, they still the, gonna be. This is the team. This yeah. is the team that's gonna make the biggest drop. I think I I, I said Luca the the Mavericks were gonna be the biggest drop from uh, actual c- contender. Jazz was never a contender to me, even with Rudy sure. Gobert. I think they were yeah. they were the pretenders. Okay, but but. You can't ignore the fact that they were, like, top two or three for the past, like, three years. Yes, and so were we. Where did we go? That's true. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, but we're talking about regular, like, if and, we're talking about a fall in the and, standings. And, and, and the thing about that, you, you compare them to us, we actually had chances. We yeah, fucked that right. up. They never had a chance to begin with. Once they got to the playoffs, they weren't shit. Yeah. At least we made it to the second round. I mean, we actually had fucking – the worst explosions ever, but we made. It. I mean, we went to Game Seven. We made the Game Seven, twenty nineteen, a lot of times, <laughs> more than the more than not. Actually, won the championship, right? And then you know we're not going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks series. We're just not. Um, so, uh, seating window. Um, I will go eighth through out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean. I, I think the Jazz are one of those teams that are part of the Kevin Durant situation by default, by by sort of by not even getting Kevin Durant more so in the right, trade. That right, that they're going to be involved Durant. in the trade. Yeah, um, you know, if they end up getting DeAndre Ayton plus who knows who else in the possible three team trade, there Indiana might be involved. There's there's not really like there has to be some third team. Utah might be that team. Nobody really knows, but if nothing happens, nothing significant happens, if they can't pull off some type of Donovan Mitchell trade where they get, like, good players in return. Or, like, multiple first-round picks. This is Danny Age we're talking. Danny Age does not give a fuck about players. He wants to draft his own, so. But if they can't pull off a trade and Donovan Mitchell's still there, I think him and those other guys, Patrick Beverly, like the guys that they got from the Timberwolves, along with the guys who are already there, I think that's good enough for probably like they have a, a shit seed. ton of guards. So they're gonna have to trade right. some people. Right. So I think that's I think that's good enough for like a ninth play seed. in play in out of the playoffs. That's how to where I have yeah. them. Yeah. Um play in play in tournament for sure. Notif- notable uh acquisitions, uh Malik Beasy, uh Patrick yeah. Beverly, uh Jander- Jared Vanderbilt, uh 
Leonardo, half of the fucking Timberwolves. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like going down Pretty the name, much. and it's literally all Timberwolves. Uh, they drafted somebody, didn't they? Oh, no, they didn't. They have wow. Walker Kessler, who was mm-hmm. the Minnesota Timberwolves draft pick. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to say this, but who... Who's it's hard to consider. It's hard to even consider them notable acquisitions because they were acquisitions from a team that was in the play-in tournament too. So, yeah. so who, who? And they were the role players on a play-in tournament team. So, who takes a big leap? <laughs> like, who takes it? Who takes it? Who takes a big leap? I mean, is it is it Malik Beasley by default? Is it just pick a guy who got traded to them? Listen, honestly, Utah Jazz, like I wouldn't do a trade with y'all. I would, I love, I would love to do a trade with y'all because I got I two don't players know. that I would love on the Sixers. Yeah, I, I don't know who makes the leap, and we'll give you a first. I think, pick. I think if anything, I know who makes the fall back, like the regression, and that's Donovan Mitchell. Mm. I think he's gonna get exposed a little bit. See, defensively, he's gonna get exposed, but he has shooting around him galore. Like he does, but at the same time, he's not really a facilitator. They don't have a, a center. He's a volume. He's a volume <laughs> scorer. They don't have a center. No, um, at all. Like there's nobody so, on their team that is seven foot. They have like one six ten guy. We've seen how when you don't have a defensive big in the paint playing that help defense, it puts a lot more pressure on guys to play great team defense. Mm-hmm. And the Jazz are not that team. It's like like. The Warriors can do that because they have Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Gary Payton. Like they have a lot of great guys who can guard multiple positions, so they can do they can do without a tremendous defensive center. See, the Jazz are not that team. Donovan Mitchell wasn't even a good team defender. Right, that's, that's the problem. Like Bojan Bajanovic, he was a good team defender. Uh, Clarkson was a good team defender. Um, like going down their list, there's there's a lot of good team defenders, but he just seems to like he he was the target. Like even Mike Conley yeah. at thirty five was was a, a better defender than Donovan Mitchell, which is which is and crazy. He's not a great and he's not a great defender. Either. He's not athletic. He's not none of that that Donovan right. Mitchell is that you would think he would try to use in getting better. But now he might have to use it. Um, well, right. not might he's going to have to use it because he's the fucking center now. The, <laughs> like the Jazz the are going to have to. They're going to have to play small ball, and they don't necessarily. I mean, have, listen. The there's, defenders to there, play small ball. There's some centers in, in free agency still. I mean, you could give Boogie a shot. You can, you know, Dwight Howard's still available. Um, this is one of the teams that I thought were going to go after Andre Drummond. Obviously, they still had Rudy at that point. But mm-hmm. I, th- I like kind of felt like Rudy wasn't going to be on the team. I thought they should have went after, like, Andre Drummond. Um, yeah. You know, obviously not Rudy, but Rudy-ish. Um not defensively, but like rebounding and lob catcher, and you know he's not yeah. bad defensively. But I mean, once once they fired Quinn Snyder and I, f- I forget who they traded, but they made like a trade. Oh, uh, Royce O'Neal. At the end. Yeah. Once that happened, I think it became pretty clear that the the Jazz were probably going into a rebuild. However, and I think most people predicted that, you know, Rudy Gobert would be the first first star traded. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect them to just not get a center in return. <laughs> and I definitely didn't expect them to just not sign a center immediately afterwards. They still haven't done it. So that kind of where And I don't think – have they hired a new coach yet? Yes, well, Will Hardy. Will Hardy, okay. 
I don't know if it's possibly Will Hardy's plan if he's if he's planning on running some sort of like small ball offense, like I said, maybe a five out, something like that. But to just not have a center is still a pretty big risk, um, even in today's NBA. When we hop, you want to hop into the last one, um, which is uh, what was your free agent grade? I'm praying for you, Will Hardy. I'm gonna pray for you, bro, because you're hopping to the one of the worst situations. Um, yeah. So free agency grade F minus. Will Will Hardy <laughs> and Will Hardy and Darvin Ham probably are in the two toughest positions as new head coaches. And Darvin Ham has the better players, but like I still I would rather the Utah Jazz. But now. the but but Darvin Ham has the better players, but that comes with the higher expectations. Not even just higher expectation. It's like they missed the playoffs. So the yeah. higher expectation is just be better, but yeah. it's in LA, so it's worse. Yeah. So, it's like um, get back to greatness. <laughs> it's just like oh, okay. <laughs> um, free agency, uh, off season grade F minus. But if you're looking for the like, cause the, it, it's still weird because Donovan Mitchell is not traded yet. So if they go on the full rebuild, A plus because you got the picks from Minnesota, you know stuff like that. But if right. this is the team that you're going into the year with. F minus, yeah, I, or D. I, I I'll, I'll give him a D. Yeah, I give him a D for right now because it does seem like they're still into a rebuild. It seems like they're trying to get involved in the Kevin Durant situation, and that's what they're sort of holding Donovan Mitchell on for. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, I understand that. But if that's not the case, if you're really just trying to make a trade to the Knicks or the Heat or whatever, it's like okay, do it. Like, like get it done. Stop. Stop. Like holding on to this guy for as long as you can, because the further, the closer we get to the regular season, the likelihood of a trade going through gets slimmer and slimmer. Question. And you don't want to, you don't want to get to the regular season and start off terrible. And Donovan Mitchell requests a trade because then his value drops even further. Um, do you want to split these up? Sure. Cool. Um, I'm saying that because like we're at an hour and we're at the six seat. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and, and like it'd be dope just to split these up. Okay. Uh, okay. The the six seed, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, free eight oh notable acquisitions. Uh, they have Contavious Caldwell Pope. I actually resigned him to a bigger deal. Um, Bruce Brown is now only part of their team. Ish Smith is a part of their team. Um, and and. The one of the big greatest centers of this generation, DeAndre Jordan, is on. Like, why not bring back DeMarcus Cousins? Like, why the fuck did you go to DeAndre Jordan? I, I have no idea. Like, Dwight no Howard idea. was available. Shit, Andre Drummond was available. DeAndre Jordan was. The, I I, I want to put pe- put in reference because like people are like maybe he wasn't available. Maybe no. DeAndre Jordan was literally one of the first players signed <laughs> in fucking free agency. <laughs> There's no fucking reason. This motherfucker. I respect DeAndre Jordan as as a person, you know, a person. But as a player, washed is not the word. Like he can dunk. It's, <laughs> like <laughs> it's tough because the NBA evolved past him, mm-hmm. and he's not. He hasn't played with another guy like Chris Paul since he. Is Jokic going to bring this out of it? Bring it out of him? I don't think so. I don't cool. think so. There was a thing because uh, reason one of the reasons Jokic won um, MVP was his advanced stats, 
could this be an advanced stat move? Because DeAndre Jordan is so fucking bad that it makes Jokic look godly. <laughs> I hope not, because I don't even think that it works out. Part of the reason, if you watch the Nuggets play, Jokic gets a lot of assists out of the post. Mm-hmm. If you have DeAndre Jordan down there, he can't be anywhere else. I personally, I personally would go Zeke Naji, um, who they already have on their team as a backup. Uh, plus, he can space the floor. Right. Um, so, but then it's like, well, why the fuck would you even sign? Does DeAndre it, it Jordan know somebody in the Utah in the Utah and Denver Nuggets organization that they want? Probably. They they were like, yeah, well, let's let's take him. Okay, notable acquisitions. Oh, we already did that. Um. <laughs> I'm like a fucking like big leap most improve of this year. Uh it's kind of easy to say uh wh- who's going to take the big leap. Um the two players that didn't play last year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the two players that yeah. didn't play last year. Um yeah. if you want to go if you want to go somebody who actually played last year, I think Bones Highland takes the leap. I really like his yeah. game. I really like his game. Me it too. reminds me of Jamal Crawford. I like yep. a lot. Like his his confidence um you know when he played against us, taking fucking half court threes. Um, he was he was in his bag that game too, but but partially because bag. you know he's from here. He's from here. You know, yeah, from the, I think it's like from Delaware. The yeah, from the Philly area. Yeah, Delaware. Uh, so Delaware Valley, which is down the street. Um. Okay, so 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 what are what are their seating? Where, where do we have them seated? Um. Well, is Michael Porter Jr. and are they going to be ready for the uh, beginning of the season? Um, well, they will. I don't know. I can check that up while you talk. Because it depends on when they come back. If they come back in the beginning of the season, I think, obviously, that generates more wins faster. If they come back towards the All-Star break, I don't really see the Nuggets being much higher than maybe the fourth seed. I think Jamal Murray will be available for the beginning because Jamal Murray was supposed to come back this Last year. year. Yeah. But he will only be able to play like four games, so I think they just like fuck it. You get fully right. healthy. MPJ is right. more of the the one that scares me, um, right? Because he's had a back injury before, um, and when he was trying to play through it, um, he looked absolutely terrible. <laughs> and and the worst thing about this, every team has a bad contract. Um, this contract that they gave Michael Porter Jr. right now. With the injury and knowing that a back injury has killed multiple careers, looks absolutely terrible until the next yeah. time we see him. Because he's getting yeah. paid thirty million dollars a year, and at the end of his contract, he's going to be getting paid forty million dollars. Yep. Even though it's partially guaranteed, you still have to pay him like what thirty-two? I think only eight million is not guaranteed of that contract. So it's like. Like, he has to, you know, it, it depends on Michael Porter Jr. I think Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are already a, a, a tandem. A tandem? Tatum? Tandem. Tandem. There we go. Um, a tandem that already works and is proven. They got into the Western Conference Finals um, without Michael Porter Jr. Uh, they have Aaron Gordon. They they got KCP, Bruce Brown. Defense is up. Uh, Jeff Green picks up his option. He was great. Uh, Uncle Jeff just does not know how to quit basketball. Um right. and you know, Bones, Highland, Zeke Naji, uh they have a lot of great uh some great young players. Uh obviously losing uh Mate Morris, who's probably the best backup point guard 
in the league. Uh, also trading Will Barton. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, the addition of 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 uh, Michael Porter Jr. and uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Jamal no, Murray. Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think those two. Actually, even Jamal Murray by himself, I think, is good enough to bump them up at least one spot. So I think fourth. I think between top five, third. Third and five, three and five. They're they're going to have home court advantage in my book, right? They're going to have home court advantage. Uh, hmm. X factor for this team, um, healthier health is once again has uh rare set and it's probably going to be like that for like a couple teams under this. Yeah. Um, free eight, your offense isn't great. Hmm. I, I'm inclined to go B, but mm-hmm. that DeAndre Jordan signing <laughs> making me think B minus C plus. Uh, Just because DeAndre Jordan on your team, C plus. Yeah, I, I'll I'll go B. I'll go B. I'll go B. As in, I didn't grade the paper. I'm gonna grade the paper later because okay. I need to see how this team looks, how they come back. Um, they're both coming off serious injuries, right? So. I mean, Jamal Murray's had a lot of time. Yeah, he had a lot of time. Um, he looked good. The fact that he was expected to come back last year shows that, you know, maybe he's he's going to be more ready. Um, right. Michael Porter Jr. obviously is the the the, the question. Like he's the the, yeah. the, the, the big question. Yeah. Um, the seventh seed. The guys who did the trade that I still don't understand. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, what are their seeding? Play in. I'm gonna so say, we can we can say instead of saying seven C A C play in, just play in. Mm, I think I think six seed. Ooh, in order in my head, in order for them to get the six seed, Anthony Edwards need to take a step. And I think that's that's the guy who takes the biggest step. Yes, he's the biggest leap. He is I think the X vector as well. I mean, yeah, I think he's actually, the X factor. I, I, would, I would actually go. D'Angelo Russell is the X factor. Okay, the reason. Well, I don't know. That, I feel like if D'Angelo, I feel like if if Anthony Edwards takes that leap, D'Angelo has the ball in his hands less. And then I feel as though he's the X factor now because okay. he get you know, D'Angelo Russell could shoot. I mean, he averaged eighteen and seven last year. Yeah. So he's not a bad player. Obviously, he's on the last year of his contract. So it's like, all right, what are we going to do with him? Are we going to trade him? Are we, you know? But I think I think you keep him for uh for the fact that he's one of Cat's best friends. So if you if you're gonna let him walk, let him walk. But I think they keep him for this season unless there's somebody that they have to include him in there for. Uh okay. but I think it is him. I think he's the X factor, even though I think, you know, Anthony Edwards will take an all star leap this year. Um I yeah, I just feel like I know he will take an all star leap this year. He has that confidence um in him. Um did you see the, the the comparison? Um, they put like Anthony Edwards next to uh, Michael Jordan. How they kind of no. look similar. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. They look yeah. very similar. Like they have the same yeah. like kind of jawline. Um, mm-hmm. they did the same thing somebody, for they, for Max. They Christie. took a, they cut all they cut all Anthony Edwards hair off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they did the same thing for uh, Max Christie, who plays for the Lakers. Um, and they covered like oh, the, yeah. the first uh, this top of his face, and it looked like Kobe. Um. 
Oh wow! Yeah, and like Lakers fans were like, like kind of like mesmerized. Yeah, like you know, recipes Kobe. Um, of course. So, 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 so second so, favorite player of all time. Second favorite? Who's your first? Allen Iverson. Oh, okay. Uh, Kobe is my favorite player of all time. Okay. Uh, Iverson is top five. You know. Okay. Joel Embiid is in there. I mean, you didn't, you didn't. Wh- you didn't watch Prime Allen Iverson for as long as I did. Kobe had a much longer prime, so I understand. Didn't that. watch Prime Iverson at all, bro. I didn't start watching until we yeah. we, were, we were terrible. Yeah, like I was a, I was like seven when we went to the finals. I was one. Yeah, so yeah, it, it was different. Not even, dude. We went to the finals two thousand one, right? Yeah, and the finals was in June. I was wasn't even one yet. I I didn't I didn't turn one until November. See, so well like, technically I was six. I guess I turned seven in August. So so yeah. you know, is what it is. It is twas it is. Uh, did we did we go did we go? Uh, could 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 Rudy Gobert be a X Factor? No. Be- okay, you don't think? I so? think Rudy's gonna give you what Rudy gives you. Rudy is Rudy. I don't think Rudy takes a step. I don't think he. <laughs> he I don't think he falls off. He does. I don't think he step. does anything differently than what he's been doing. And I think that's what the Timberwolves want. I think the idea of moving Cat to the four and having Rudy at the five. I think that's what they want to do. This is another reason why D'Angelo Russell is the X factor, because D'Angelo Russell is going to be the one throwing lobs to Rudy. So if yeah, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell's the job, D'Angelo Russell Rudy Gobert pick and roll is going to be serious, right? So because definitely D'Angelo Russell is really a mid range guy. Like he really yes. he can shoot threes, but he's really a mid range guy. So yeah. like that that could be tying in more to why D'Angelo Russell could be the X factor. Well, he's my X factor because he's mm-hmm. a facilitator. He can shoot, and now you have Rudy who needs to be spoon fed. Obviously, you're not going to do it as much when Cat and Anthony is on the floor. So there might be lineups where it's just uh, Russell and um, Gobert, and then it's like surrounded with like shooters. Um, notable acquisitions. I didn't do this, but. Uh, Obviously, Rudy Gobert. Uh, Kyle yep. Anderson left the team that I think they were beefing with. Uh, and that's it. Oh, Austin Rivers. They signed Austin Rivers. Um, that's, yeah. a, that's a good signing. Um, Brent backup. Forbes. Uh, yep. Another good backup. You know, and I, I think that's it. I mean, they they have Wendell Moore, um, who I was a big fan of. Uh, another one of the guys that I had on the list uh, – the Sixers should draft, but we have the other Melton and happy with that. Um, so yeah, they 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 did some things, and um, yeah, I don't think anything is. I don't think it's anything significant as far as like they're going to be contenders. I think they might move up two spots if they are Max. contenders. It's because Anthony Edwards is a superstar. Exactly, like Anthony Edwards needs to take beyond the the All Star leap that I think he's going to take. That I feel is I really. No, that he's going to take. He needs that John Morant leap if yep. they're going to be a contender. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I had to change it. My camera is giving me the signal that if you don't get it colder in here, I'm going to shut off. Um, oh. yeah, my my camera's being bitch. So give give me the off season grades for the Minnesota off season grade. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think um, C, C minus. I think, yeah, I, I think there were better guys out there 
better fits. Miles Turner. Probably, yeah, I think they did were you, probably better. Did fits you see what Boston got, got Malcolm Brogdon for? They get him for a fucking change in yeah. length. There were. The I don't even. I won't even say better fits. There were better deals. Yeah, Miles there were better would deals fit perfectly. Out there. You want yeah. the defense? Obviously, Miles Turner is not a great rebounder. But he is a he's a he's a great defender and he is much better offensively than Rudy Gobert. Yes, way better, way better, and that's crazy because Miles Turner is not really that gifted offensively. That he's no. way better than Rudy yeah. Gobert. Um, and Rudy Gobert is one of those people where like his rebounds and his points normally match. Uh, it's weird because he's averaged fifteen points and then he averaged fourteen rebounds. Um, the next team, number eight. The team that probably would be a top three seed, I'm predicting, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, uh, we can hop into the seeding later, but notice notable acquisitions: John Wall. Yeah. Um, um, can we say Norman Powell because they, they he didn't get to play with the main team yet? Um, shit, we could literally say Robert Covington, Norman Powell, right. John Wall. Um. Rodney Hood, no, Rodney Hood is not on the team. Um, but we could literally say all oh, those guys are new acquisitions because they haven't played except for Paul George played with the full team. Yeah, uh, give me the, the 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 Clippers are probably the team that's. I would say just like the Jazz are probably going to have the the greatest fall off. The Clippers are going to have the biggest jump. I think top three C for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even number one because I don't think. I think the people that are going to be vying for the number one spot is going to be Memphis and the Los Angeles Clippers because I don't think the Warriors really care. They just want right. to get to the playoffs healthy. Um, right. So I, I could they could definitely be the number one seed. Obviously, Paul George, Kawhi, Norman Powell, Marcus Moore Sr., Luke Kennard, Robert Coverson, Reggie Jackson, Nicholas, Nicholas Batum, Ivy Zubac, John Wall, Amir Coffey, Terrence Mann. Like, that is a deep team of players who could be starters on other teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think – and then on top of that, they have a championship-winning coach. Championship-winning coach, Ty Lu, some of the best adjustments, in-game adjustments I've seen um, yeah. since I've watched um, – I've been watching uh, basketball. Uh, so, right. as far as, like, seeding, like you said, top three, notable acquisitions, uh, there, there's acquisitions Ooh. galore. See, then again, they do a lot of load management. <laughs> so then well, again, but still, they have enough players deep, that they cannot yeah. they cannot play Kawhi the full game and just half a game of Kawhi, half a game of Paul George, half a game with John Wall, and then full games from literally everybody else is enough to win you a lot of games against teams, especially in the West, where let's face it, it's a lot of like. It's a lot of it's a lot of movement. There's a lot of teams that are kind of new together. There's several new head coaches. Like in the beginning of the season, simply having that chemistry and having guys who've been there, who played together before, and who are now just back healthy, I think that's gonna win them a lot of games alone. And I'll all throw this in there that their season their 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 window is pretty big. Um yeah. Paul George is on the contract for three more years. Pa- Kawhi Leonard three more years, Norman Powell four more years. Yeah. Marcus Morris, two more years, and Luke they're Kennard, all in their early. Years. They're all in their early thirties, yeah. with the exception of I think John Wall. John Wall, no, John Wall is thirty-one. Oh well, yep. John Wall came, was one one of those people that came in very young. Yeah, 
because I think this is like his 13th year. But I mean, well, is it his 13th year? Because he hasn't played. He's played uh, he's 40 games in, in the last three years. Drafted in 2010. Yes. Yeah, so this is 12. Yeah, 12 years, 31. So that's like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, who takes the biggest leap? Um, I think it's kind of hard to think about uh, with this team, but I think with the the growing playmaking of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, um, they both averaged five assists. Obviously, Paul George played last year, but Kawhi the year prior averaged five assists, so that's ten, ten assists between those two guys. And I think the guy who benefits from that the most is Luke Kennard. Yeah, and Luke Kennard had a, a pretty good end to his season last year. Yeah. Um, I don't um, know if Luke Kennard is going to be starting lineup. Obviously, they, like I said, have multiple guys who could be starters for every team. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Luke has set himself up now to have, like, six-man-of-the-year potential. Yes. Because yes. I do think he'll come off the bench fairly quickly as their main shooter. Mm-hmm. Cause if, I, he isn't a, if he I, isn't a starter. I would go – I would probably go John Wall – Paul George, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, and then Zubac. Um, that's not, yeah. That's not obviously, a bad lineup. Reggie. Jackson I mean, that's that's the bigger lineup. But if you want to go small, you could go John Wall, Luke Kennard, Paul George, Kawhi, and Marcus Morris. Cool. I mean, the fact that you got John Wall on a two-year, twelve million dollar deal, and this guy, and last time he played, averaged twenty and seven. Um, yeah. Is ridiculous. Obviously, honestly, they said he's going to compete for a roster spot. Or compete for a roster spot. He's going to compete for the starting job. But in all reality, they should just give it to him. Reggie Jackson is better suited as a guy coming off the bench than a yeah. starter. And then on top of that, Kawhi has been seeking a true point guard, and John yeah. Wall is a true point guard. Like he is a true point pass for his point guard. Obviously, you know he's not as athletic anymore. But even when he showed in Houston, that he still can get up a little bit. So um, that might be a little scary. I would like him to really turn more into D Rose, where D Rose barely dunks um, anymore. If right. if he does, you know, obviously he's much younger than D Rose, and he still has shown the ability to do it. But like for somebody who's coming off an Achilles, a torn ACL in the same season, is he much? Is he much younger than Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose is like thirty four. Okay, he was drafted in two thousand nine or eight. I don't know two thousand eight. But didn't he, he spend two, two, two year two years at um at Memphis? I don't know, but he was Derrick Rose really is young. going to be thirty four when the season starts. Okay. And John Wall, I think John Wall just turned thirty one. I could be wrong, but hold on, let me check. So he's like two and a half years older. John Wall will be thirty two when the, so it's two years, yeah, two and a half, two and a half years, yeah. But John, John, it's crazy because John Wall came back off those injuries and played like he didn't have them in the yeah. first place. Whereas though, Derrick Rose, you saw that he was wasn't the same guy. Yeah, like at all. Because I think I, I think uh, with John Wall, his biggest advantage was just speed. Mm-hmm. Whereas with with uh, Derrick, his advantage was quickness, and there's a difference. Yes. Like John Wall with the basketball was one of the fastest guys in the NBA. Would you say he's it, still 
in a straight line is still very fast. Would you say he's more of the open court guy versus Derrick yes. Rose, who was the I could take you off the? I mean, they both could. They're both they very both similar. Could. I mean, they I both think could. But Derek, the difference was the difference was John Wall taking you off the dribble was with moves. Mm-hmm. Like he had dribble moves. Derrick Rose was going to take you. <laughs> yeah, with with Derrick Wall with Derrick Rose, it was just the first step. Like, he um, had such a quick first step that it was like, by the time you realize he's going, he's gone. It's crazy because people talk about John Wall. They talk about Russell Westbrook. They talk about uh, John Morant now. Um, and it's like, y'all forget about, like, the Derrick Rose. Like, Derrick Rose was the guy. Like, talk about, mm-hmm. like, throw it up. He'll find it. Like, like legit. I'm a point guard. Like, that's – there's Derrick Rose was one of the first guys who ever was, like, was that. But at the point guard position, like I've seen, like, Derek- I think I don't think there's I don't think there's been a point guard to catch more lobs than Derrick Rose. I've seen Derrick Rose get blocked at the rim, but God forbid that man was going up with two hands. It was nothing you could do. Nope, there was nothing. That little cock back, like, yo, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Derrick Rose, uh, obviously, he's back this year. Uh, he's healthy. Great to see him. You know, you know, just play mm-hmm. basketball. I still want him on the Sixers, but you know, I guess we will. <laughs> you want everybody on the I Sixers. do. Like I want everybody who can ball. Like he still can ball. Like I like that he changed his game and prolonged his career. I love yeah. that. I love that. I love Vince Carter. Vince Carter Vince was Carter, another guy. Blake Griffin for a little while. Um Blake Griffin's still not signed. Um I don't know if it's gonna right. be over for Billy Griffin. I don't know. Um Clippers I hope not. Clippers could fucking I don't know if he goes back to the Clippers. No, he is, he is a he is a Clipper legend. He is a Clipper legend. But yeah, but I, that's the way he it, left. It's different. It's different from with LeBron, where when he left Cleveland, when he came back, it was a different GM. It was the same owner, but it was a different GM. Yeah, with Blake, Ballmer, so he that. left because of the GM, not because of the I mean, owner. And I mean, it's the same. It's the same GM and same owner from when he left. So I mean, he didn't even leave. They traded him. Well, yeah. After but telling I mean, him like, he was going to be a Clipper for life. Yeah, the guys who did that are still there. It'd be like if IT went back to Boston. Like, the guy who traded him is not there anymore. So it's different. Yeah. But I feel like in a a person in Blake Griffin's situation. Well, yeah. I mean, you 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 got to take what you get. If they offer him the best deal, he has to take it. You got to take what he can get. Um, Yeah. uh, Who's going to be the X factor for this? Uh, Once again, I think it's health. Yeah. Um and and uh what would you give the off season grade for the Clippers? A. A. Yeah. I give them an A. They got exactly what they needed and they got it at a relatively good price. So Ooh, this this is the I team. Say a. I think this is the team that knocks a lot of players. I think they they knock a team out the playoffs. Okay. And that this team is number nine, the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. I, I see them knocking the team out of the playoffs. Obviously, still kind of a play-in range, um, mm-hmm. I think, seeding-wise. Obviously, they could be that succeed. Um, it all depends. This, this kind of I don't want to answer all the questions in one sentence, but, like, everything depends on Zion. Yeah. Zion's your X factor. Uh, this this team kind of – it kind of points out whatever everything is. There's, like, no deciding at all. There's, like they, – they can be a succeed. Um uh, Zion is obviously the X factor. Um, who's going to take the biggest leap this year? Who would you say? Say if he can stay healthy, Brandon Ingram. Hmm. 
because I think Ingram has sh- I think Ingram has shown he was an all star. He was a reserve last year, right? Brandon Ingram was going nuts in the playoffs. Exactly, like big shot after big shot after big shot to be a eighth seed and go one on one with the first seed and look like you could possibly win without yeah. your best player or best player. I guess franchise guy. Yeah, yeah. Air quotes, people. For people listening, it was air quotes there. Um, if you add him and he just plays regular, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you're 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 a playoff team, and I think you're not a playing team. I think you're a playoff team. Um, right. I think I think New Orleans their window is the biggest. It's the widest. Like it's it could be, it could be. I think I think it could be fifth seed, or it could be tenth. It yeah. depends on. See, this is the whole thing. It depends on health. They it were depends the, on Zion. They were the ninth seed, and they got CJ halfway through the season. CJ mm-hmm. played his ass off when he got yeah. to New Orleans. Had the ball in his hand more, playmaking more. Um, it, he just looked more free. Obviously, he, you know, he was doing that with um, – he normally started the season off great with Portland, and then he kind of came back down to earth. But this team, he's the vet. He's the number one vet. You know what I'm saying? You look mm-hmm. around, um, and it's like, yo, listen, I can I can be the guy. Not necessarily the guy, like the number one guy, but I can be the leader. Um, yeah. This and, they, is... and they followed him. Um, and and had, fucking hats off to fucking Willie Green. Willie oh, yeah. Green did a fucking amazing-ass job. Yep. That, that little speech that he had, and I think it was like game six, when they um was did they go to game seven? No, it was game five because they they won yeah. six games. That little yeah. speech where he was like fight, fight, we gotta fight. Like that shit was so crazy. And that's that's when Brandon Ingram went nuts. They won the game. They won six games. The team that that wasn't in the playoffs was out of the playoffs. Was five games out of the play in. Came back, got there, and then went six games with the number one seed. This is a great story, and I think that coming back with Zion. Even if Zion, like I'm gonna say, even if Zion don't come back, but he's gonna come back. But I think yeah. that they are a strong team. This um, that that run that they had to finish the season reminded me of when Phoenix went eight and zero in the bubble. Yeah, it was like it was just that moment that let you know, like, all right, they're not they're not a losing team anymore. Yeah, the, they're not the best. They may not be the best team, but they're not a losing team anymore. Not at you all. have to watch out for them. Not at all. And and, and I think. God for the play-in because more teams feel like they can do it now. Mm-hmm. That instead of it being sixteen teams or like maybe eighteen teams because like people are probably competing, now there's legit twenty out of thirty teams that's going to compete for something. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it's a plan or not, you're you're getting a because even the teams even the teams at the bottom are still like because usually if you had a team that was like the eighth seed, like. In, in the conference towards the end of the season, if their next if the next team was like five six games behind, they're like, all right, whatever, we can kind of coast a little bit. We at least secured our eighth seed. Like, but now it's like, no, we need to get to the fifth or sixth seed. Yeah, we don't want to be in the play-in because and, we could lose. And what I would say about the Pelicans um, is that. Is it's very they're in the very weird situation that they've kind of just they fell in their lap, mm-hmm. like when Anthony Davis wanted to get traded, like number one pick fell in their lap. 
Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, C.J. McConnell, the Trailblazers don't want to do it. C.J. McConnell fell on their lap. Brandon Ingram was, taking a rise kind of fell on their lap. And it's like... They've been, they've been extremely fortunate because that's now happened twice. Yes. When Chris Paul left to go to the Clippers, they got A.D., Yes. When AD leaves, they get Zion and Brandon Ingram, and then they get the the CJ McCollum trade. So it's like this is a, this is the second time now. Like you actually have to capitalize off. And of this and, and for what we saw in the playoffs, they have, and they're yeah. they're they're a team that I actually love watching, and I don't really watch too many teams outside of the Sixers um, mm-hmm. that much. But like their team, I love watching because I love Brandon Ingram's game. It's not it's not the KD that everyone was expecting when he got drafted, but it's fucking close. And and yeah. and he has that confidence, that quiet confidence. Um, doesn't need to talk shit. I'm just gonna get buckets, bro. Um, yep. Did we talk about the 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 uh, the guy? Oh, you said you said Brandon Ingram was gonna be the most uh, the big leap. Yeah. Um, free agency grade your offseason grade. And they're another team that didn't really do much. So we literally say, did not sign anyone. I mean, they have yeah, uh, Dyson D. Daniels. Um, yeah. They drafted Dyson Daniels. Kara Lewis Jr., who was a first-round pick for them towards ACL, so he's going to be back this year. Trey Murphy mm-hmm. played a lot um, in, in, um, um, in, in the, the summer league. He played phenomenal. I think he averaged like 25 a game. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and a guy who was literally the fucking man – defensively in the playoffs, Herb Jones. Like, Herb Jones was fucking, like... Oh, and then I'm forgetting about another guy who was defensively the man, uh, fucking Jose Alvarado, who you found out out of fucking nowhere, who looks like, you know, he got a contract, NBA player, reminds me a lot of TJ McConnell. Um, Yeah. But again, he he was there last year, though. He was there last year, but he made his name this year. Yeah. So, so I, I would say it wasn't a whole lot of notable acquisitions or anything like that, but they, they, have, they have a lot of young guys who could build on the season that they had. Yeah, so they it, made it's some, basically they made like some, you signed they made some, some maintenance adjustments. Yeah, so you they, know what I mean. Yeah, it's basically like they sign people because you have a young young guys who are going to be better, who has more confidence. We just want to get the number one seed and we won two games. Yeah, we literally what? Then they split the first two games. Uh, yeah. So, you know, confidence through the roof. You got some guys who are, like, dogs. Jose is a dog. Brandon's a dog. Like, like you you know what I'm saying? You still have uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, so, it, it's uh, Larry Nance played great um, last year. I think he averaged a double-double in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jackson Hayes up in the air, but still was solid. Um, so, they have a lot of things. They have, they're, they're, they're another one of those teams in a great, great position. Great yeah, position. For sure. Um, number 10, the San Antonio Spurs. I think we can kind of fly through, like, the rest of these last five. So we San get Antonio to, Spurs on a rebuild. So Rebuild. Uh, so they, They'll probably drop. So uh, their window, rebuild, so out of the playoffs. They're going to be out of the playoffs. They're not going to be a playoff sure. They're going to be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, who takes a big leap? I'm going to go Keldon Johnson. He took a big he leap last to. year. But um, actually, no. I will go Joshua Primo. Keldon Johnson okay. took a big leap. I think I expect him to take another leap. But I think Joshua Primo, Primo um, even De- Devin Vassell, I will put them in the same category as some players that should take another leap with more opportunity. Yeah. Um, so with Lonnie Walker being gone, 
Dejounte Murray. No, Dejounte Murray being gone, like there's going to be. Oh, they still have Josh Richardson on their team. Oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to go to go around for those younger like guard forward type of guys. So I I expect them to to do better. But the team, I think, twelfth seed. Yeah, maybe less than that. I think they're going to be worst team in the league next year. Really? Yes. Okay. They literally have no one. I think they moved Doug, Doug McDermott, and a lot of teams are going to want that shooting. Josh Richardson shot 40% last year. He's an iffy guy, a every other year guy. Uh, Jakob Pertl, who's 26, who's a very solid center. So that's three yeah. guys that you can move and possibly get first-round picks for each one of them. Um, Zach Collins, you could probably just keep around. You know, hopefully he pans out. You know, he stays out of injury. So, uh, injury uh, uh, injuries. Uh, Jeremy Sohan, um, who they just drafted, uh, he's going to have a lot of opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. So they're 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 exactly where they want to be. Um, they have their picks, they have Atlanta's picks, so they're going to be good going forward. Um, I don't think yeah. we need an X factor or anything because they're not competing for shit. Um, no. The next team, the most controversial team, second most most or first most, the Los Angeles Lakers. At this point, I would say second. Second only to the Nets. Second. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know which one. Um, it's it's, uh, it's tough because, like we said, there's a lot hinging on what might what they might do down the road. Yeah. So, right now, it's currently. Trade the line stuff. Like, they're, they're one of those teams that we're not. We're just not. This year might be a wash. As currently constructed, the Los Angeles Lakers are a play-in team. Yeah. Um, X factors. They might be worse than last year. Yes, they X, might be. X factors, health, and LeBron's age. Yeah. If LeBron looks does not look like LeBron, you're fucked. Because AD AD needs to have that MVP season. He has to have that MVP season for them to really potentially get out of the the playing. Um, and he won't. And he doesn't look like he is. AD looks like he's regressing, which is scary. Um, he does. He looks like he legit looks like he's regressing. Um, he's not built for a full season. He's not. And now people are talking about shortening the season. I honestly feel like that's literally just pandering for the Lakers. Because people are still going to sit out. Like, do you understand yeah. this? Like, it doesn't matter how long the season is. People are still going to sit out. And the only reason the Lakers won the championship was because the season was shortened. Or or not even shorten the season, but extend it. Not like, like in terms of games, but in terms of the months it's played over. Yeah, like literally. Where, so it's not like back-to-backs. Yeah. Eliminate back-to-backs. Get rid of back-to-backs. Get rid of back-to-backs. Do like football where you have maybe two games a week. Right. Like make it a day. Like the like NFL has has three days, Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. And Sunday. All and, those and games are played on those. A super rare occasion, Tuesday. Yeah. Super rare. So all those games are played on those three days. You could do the same thing with the NBA. Like, literally, I don't take see why you can't. That are open. <laughs> right. So, you could do the same thing. I would say you probably would have to shorten the games if you want to keep the playoffs as long as they are. I mean, shorten the season if you want to keep the playoffs as long as they are. Mm-hmm. Keep it, you know, three rounds, best of seven. Um, but, or or you could do what they did years ago, first round. Best of five. But then again, like, the, the teams are getting way better. So it, right. best of seven makes more sense for the simple fact that, that um, like we just it mentioned, means- Pelicans – 
they they yeah. you know they had they got hot they played great so they deserve that um yeah. notable acquisitions um like you said Lonnie Lonnie Wright um Damian Jones uh Thomas mm-hmm. Bryant Troy Brown Jr. Juan Toscano Anderson um they're still paying Deion Waiters which is crazy um <laughs> Austin Reed well Austin Reed was already on the team but yeah. that that's not playoffs moves um you're capped up no. because you have Russell Westbrook um there's not a team in the league that wants him without you trading picks and for what I'm hearing you're scared to trade those picks because that's the only picks that you have in your future um so now I will, I will say this those acquisitions are pretty good because one of the I like, big I like was the Lonnie was, go ahead my fault you go ahead I was gonna say I, I, those aren't bad acquisitions because one of the Lakers biggest issues last year was age mm-hmm. right so they did get some younger they guys completely opposite right so they signed a bunch of younger guys, but at the same time, it's like those younger guys are not, they're not difference makers. It's not like the Warriors who have younger guys who are difference makers. Like Jordan Poole is young and he's a difference yeah. maker. So they might have that guy under contract, right? This difference maker. I really like the way he played. I kind of was crazy. I thought the Miami Heat were crazy for letting him go. Um, that's Kendrick okay. Nunn. Kendrick Nunn could be that guy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying it to consistent. the. I'm not saying it to the degree of Jordan Poole. I'm just saying more so to the degree of probably uh, upper Malik Monk. All right? yeah. And then you also have Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker and Thomas Bryant was the key pickups to me in my head uh, because Thomas Bryant can average a double double. Um, he mm-hmm. didn't get the time really because he tore his ACL and then he came back and then Daniel Gafford was playing his ass off. Um, right. Also, Kristaps Porzingis was there, so he probably didn't get the the the. Uh, he also actually started his career with the Lakers. Um, so he's going back there. He gets the start. So, um, yep. so yeah, uh, that's, that's the Lakers. <laughs> that's the, that's the Lakers. Uh, who All takes season grade? I'd say C minus C C until C-. they get a West Russell Westbrook trade. There's not really much that they can do to get any better than that. The Sacramento Kings are the 12th seed. They have some acquisitions. Kevin Herter, um, Malik Monk, mm-hmm. of course, played with De'Aaron Fox in college. Keegan Murray, who looked phenomenal in summer league. Uh, uh, Corey Brewer is still getting paid by them. Yep. It's the fact that everybody's in the jersey and he's in the shirt. Like, he's in a coaching shirt. Like, he's in the coaching shirt. Um. So yeah, uh, they have they had some solid acquisitions. I I would yeah. say uh, Kevin Herter provides shooting. Darren Fox and Desmontes Simonis really need that. I think with these moves that you probably keep Harrison Barnes because he does yeah. help you stretch the floor as well. Um, you probably put um, Desmontes Simonis at center now, um, and have Harrison Barnes, the Baron Barnes, then have Kevin Herter and Malik Mark Monk all in the starting lineup. Maybe, um, or you could use Malik Monk as a six man. Um, I just think Malik Monk is probably more suited to be a starter in this t- for this team than a six man. Um, you still have yeah. Davion Mitchell, Terrence uh, Davis, Alex Lynn, Trey Lyles coming off the bench. It's not great. They're not going to be a great team. Um, playing is their their shot. I don't. They're not going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a playing team if if they make it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. The only thing that makes me a little bit not concerned, but the only thing that makes me hesitant to write them off as a playoff team is Portland. 
because Portland's in their division. They play them multiple times a year, and Portland's not going to be very good this year. I feel so, like Portland is going to be the hmm. – wait, let me look at the standings. Let me look at the standings before I say this. I can confidently say this. I think Portland is going to be a top play-in team. Like when they only sure, have to yeah. win one game to, to 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 get in, because if you look at the top, Suns aren't moving, Grizzlies aren't moving, Warriors aren't moving, Mavericks aren't moving, Utah Jazz are going to slip. Um, Denver's going but up, being, but the Jazz, the Jazz are going to slip, but other teams are going to move up. That's what I'm saying. Denver is going to be there. Minnesota Clippers, Clippers Pelicans. I put over them. I actually have the oh damn, that's a lot of teams. Wait, one, two, yeah, three, that's what I'm four. saying. Five, six, seven, eight. Um, right. I would put obviously Clippers, Memphis Warriors, um, Mavericks. I told I, you they were iffy to me. I I would personally say Pelicans have a better team than the Mavericks. Okay. So, by that logic, I would probably put them over the Mavericks. So I would give them the sixth seed, Mavericks seventh. Eighth will probably be Lakers, maybe. I would say, mm, Lakers, maybe. I don't know. I would, I would, because I think Portland is going to make the play in. Like I think they are. Dame is coming back. Um, obviously, I think Sacramento makes the play in too. Might as well. We I think if there's a team that doesn't make it, it's L.A. Well, let's let's blend them. Let's blend them now because they are literally twelve and thirteen. Portland Trailblazers. Let's talk about them. Um, notable acquisitions: Jeremy Grant. Um, they brought back Yosef Nurkic. Uh, Gary Payton um, is now on the team. They have uh, Shaden Sharp, who hurt himself. Uh, hopefully, he's good. Justice Wins. That's one of those on the team last year. Um, and that's really it. Um, yeah. But I just think the the and they defense lost a lot. The defense of Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, Gary Payton, um, and I think the the offense of Dar- Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, even Jeremy Grant as well, can hold them afloat. I th- this is definitely a better team than the Lakers. Yep. I think this is a better team than the Kings. Um, so I think they're going to be the, the ninth seed. Um, the Blazers? I think they're going to be the okay. ninth seed. Uh, Dame is the best player in the – I wouldn't say in the play-in because obviously LeBron, but like he's the second best player in the, in this play-in, um, yeah. Unless Luca slips, but um, yeah, it 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 just seems like this is the Portland Trailblazers of old when they had like Nicholas Batum, Jeremy Grant, they had the Wesley Matthews, um, uh, Anthony Simons, um, big guy in the middle, not as talented as Lamarcus Aldridge, but. Uh, Nurkic, um, so it, it seems kind of like that team. Obviously, yeah. the talent is you know move talent around. Some players are better, some players are worse, but it seems yeah. like they they follow that that mold. And um, that that team, those teams weren't fifty win teams, but their teams were play play off teams at that time because playing wasn't a thing. But I think they're a playing team. Yeah, X I, factor. I would say so. X factor Dame. is Dame. Dame House Dame after that uh, abdominal injury, um, players to take a leap. And I was, and is he happy? 
Yeah. I mean, I think because, he, he seemed happy. Um, because Dame, as, Dame, as loyal as he is, if they come out and they're just trash yeah. and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better, I, I think know. Dame, I know he's financially this might be the happy. year. He fucking financially happy. Signed a two years, right. 120. Dude's going to make $60 million a year. Um, so mm-hmm. he's 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 good. He's happy. I mean, yep. in terms of life, like he's he's good. <laughs> That's fucking generational wealth within he's doing those well. two years. You know what I'm saying? He's doing well for himself. Definitely well. Um, Anthony Simons, I think, takes the biggest leap. He now takes that C.J. McConnell role. Um, yeah. And he's a better defender uh, than C.J. McConnell. Um, looking at this team, you know what they're missing? Uh, they're missing the fucking Gary Trent Jr., who they had um, and traded for. And then traded the guy that they traded for to get, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> they did. And then yeah. got Justice Winslow and fucking some other dude. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Portland, Portland's one of those teams, kind of like Washington. I just don't know what they're doing. They're, actually, they're in almost the exact same position because just like how Dame says he wants to win, and yet he keeps resigning with Portland. Portland, you know, Bradley Beal keeps saying he wants to win, and yet he keeps resigning with Washington. And they're just not. They're not building around them in the in the way that you would hope for them to become a contending, like really contending team. Uh, I don't know what their goals are. I don't know what their plans are. You need another star, at least one other star, to win a championship. The only exception that we've seen over the past however many years was was Milwaukee, and they still had like really good play. Actually, you could argue that. Chris Middleton's a star uh-huh. or Drew Holiday's a star with Toronto. You could definitely argue that Kyle Lowry was a star next to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like you're not going to win a championship with Dame Lillard and Anthony Simons as your two best players. No, you're not. Unless Anthony Simons takes a step that we, I don't see coming. I think I he, he could be a better facilitator than he is. Um, I think he showed a lot of that when Dame was out, obviously Dame was out and that wasn't a great team, but you will yeah. also go like he's facilitating. So, He's finding a way to get give it to these guys who aren't good. So wh- how yeah. does he look with players that are good? Also, you text me when you could just told me. <laughs> you told me you could have just yeah, said it. I know it was, I was just a lot. Yeah, it was just a lot. But but the thing about it though is that Anthony Simons to me is like it's like a little dame. Yes. So I think you I th- can't expect him to come in and fill C.J. McCollum's shoes because C.J. McCollum was just a scorer. Anthony Simons can score, but he's also a really great facilitator. So that's where a lot of his value comes from. Yes. To have him I w- I would like, argue come in that and play like Anthony Simons, guard next to Dame. Anthony Simons is a better facilitator than CJ. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I was saying like CJ is more of just a scorer. Mm-hmm. So him next to Dame, who's a scorer and a facilitator, works a little bit better than Anthony Simons next to Dame when they're both scorer slash facilitators. And the thing that one, Anthony Simons is their future, whether Dame is there or not. I think that's yeah. your 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 building block. I don't. He has all star potential. He definitely has that. Um, he has that kind of Tyrese Maxi mode where he has that confidence, and yeah. the players that are you know ahead of him, Damian Lillard, has given him that. Um, and they trust him. They trust him. So I think he has that that mode. I think he has that second gear. That's why I I take him as a guy to take the leap. He is one of those guys who could take that journey for a loop. Like but he, the problem is, is that leap as a point guard or as a shooting guard? Because their best player plays the same position. Hey, Dame, Dame does not need the ball in his hand. 
Dame no, could play off he's the better, ball. He's better with the ball in his hands. So there, there could be times where they go, hey, listen, bro, you got the ball, you make the plays, I'll stand in the corner. And there's going to be times where Dame has the ball. Everyone knows, listen, Dame is that type of player. Listen, for 46 minutes, I just need y'all to ball. That last two minutes, mm-hmm. that's mine. Like, that's that's who Damian Lillard is. Like, clutchest player mm-hmm. in the NBA. Like, listen, y'all y'all get me there, I'll take y'all home. Like, that's that's who Dame is. So, as long as yeah. y'all y'all putting up the points and y'all are in the game, they don't give a fuck. Let me end this. Let me call a game. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's where he is. Obviously, that's only going to get you so far. Right. Unless Anthony Simon yeah. takes that step. Um, Jeremy Grant, you know, who was in all-star conversations. So, that's not, like, yeah. sleep over on his name. Um, two-way guy. Um not the three-point shooter that I was comparing him to Nicholas Batum. He's not that three-type three-point shooter. No. But he is a slasher. He is a defender. He's an upgrade on what they've had in the last decade um, mm-hmm. in terms of defense. Um, Gary Payton is upgrade on what they had. Yeah. In, like You know what I'm saying? Like, there's For a sure. lineup where you could put Gary Payton and, and, and um, Jeremy Grant in the starting lineup. Like, that could be a defensive lineup. It doesn't have to be necessarily the starting lineup, but it could be a lineup that you throw out there because um, yeah. Dame is, you know, not a great defender. Um, he's not really much of a team defender either. Um, yeah. So that could be a lineup that you throw out there. They they have a lot of options, and I think that they're in a okay spot. <laughs> like they they they're they they're relying a lot on I think Dame being one Dame being healthy. And two, Anthony Simons ready, being ready for that role. They're in an okay spot, but it's not where Dame wants to be. It's not where Dame wants to be, but the simple fact that he signed the contract and these this was the roster when they signed it. Yeah. Tells me that listen, this I'd rather rock out with my guys than go somewhere and win. I mean, when is not yeah. everything for everybody, it's like kinda like Vince Carter. Vince Carter could have chased started chasing rings. He yeah. was like, no, listen, if I wasn't that guy when I won the championship or I'm not going to be like – I mean, I, obviously Vince Carter would have been a role player, but he would have been an inconsistent role player. He'll be like there sometimes, there, not there other times. But Vince Carter mindset was if I'm not going to be a guy or I'm not going to be a consistent role player in the championship team, I don't want it. Yeah. And then but I, Dame – the difference is Dame has talked so much about wanting to win. Yeah. And Portland. That's the only thing that – that's the only thing that makes it – Inconsistent for me. I would throw. You say so bad that you want to win. I would throw in Portland in there because sure, that is that is what he wants. Like that is what he wants. Like that's what Bradley Bill wants. He wants to win in Washington. Um, they both did something stupid in terms (laughs) of taking the full max. Where now they're capped up once again. That goes back to our conversation we had that the the max contract should only count as thirty million instead of the yeah. full um, contract. But, y- you know, they both kind of tied their hands behind their back because now as Dan gets older, that $60 million is going to look devastating. Obviously, the uh, the salary cap is supposed to go up. The CBA is about to be renewed, and I think next year, either next year or the year after that. Um, the salary cap already went up, so they're expecting a big jump like 2016. Um, when, yeah. you know, Timothy Mozgov got paid a lot of money. Um, mm. So they're expecting that. So maybe that $60 million does not look as bad. And obviously the CBA, they can talk over new rules in terms of like, like what I said, like the, the, the max player, the slot, 
it's just going to be thirty million instead of the full like sixty. Um, yeah. So they they could talk over things like that, and I think they should. Um, so let's move on to the next team. Um, did we give them off season grades? I think a C plus. Yeah. B minus type. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next team, the Oklahoma Thunder, the team of the picks. Um, <laughs> the Oklahoma City picks. The Oklahoma <laughs> City picks. Um, they're another team in a great position. Um, you have Shea, mm-hmm. who's 24. You just gave Lou Dort the bag. You gave uh, Kenrich Ken Williams the bag. Um, you gave Lou Dort the bag, and it didn't hurt you at all. It did not. You're still under. Um, they're, they're, they're negative $25 million in cap space. Their total cap. Is a, oh they they got up there they got up there, um, but they had not, to that was because really. they had to give Luke no Dort they're that not money. no they're not they're 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 at the the where you have to be, um yeah. that one ten number, yeah, but like you know you can spend a, up to one hundred and fifty eight so they yeah. only have forty million dollars that yeah. they could use um obviously their notable acquisitions is number two pick Chuck Holmgren, um Usman Diang, uh Jalen Williams. Um, and then Jalen Williams. Um, yeah. They trapped the two guys named Jalen Williams. Jalen Williamses. The Jalen Williamses. Um, uh, two guys named Jalen Williams who are also, like, black and have afros. Yes. And they're similar like, they're the same. They're, they're the same guy. One is 6'8". The other one is 6'6". Six, six. They're the going to hate. literally just spelled a little different. Literally. It's like a Y and an E or something like that. Mm-hmm. That, that changes them. Um, somebody I forget who it was. It might have been um, Cheneo Ogumake mm-hmm. when they were covering summer league. They were like easy solution. One is J Will, the other one is J Dub. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's that's cool. But how do we remember which but is which? For them, obviously, they're probably they're probably going to be competing for a playing spot. But I don't know if they're going to get it. They're very young. Um, yeah. This is going to be definitely a fill out year. X Factor is actually letting these guys play and not saying that they're injured so you could tank for draft picks. Um right. And which they don't need to. Yeah. Um they don't need to. They can easily because the thing is even if they want a higher pick, they have enough along with their own picks that they can just trade up. Yeah. And they don't need to they don't need to tank for a, a top pick. Um what I would do for them X Factor uh X Factor um for them did we say X Factor? Did I say X Factor for this? No. My X Factor for them is to get veterans. You need to get veterans. There are yeah. a lot of young guys on the team. You have Derek Favors, but, like, he's the only guy in his 30s on this team. Um, yeah. You need more veterans. There's definitely a lot of veteran guys out there um, that these guys could learn from. Like, if you want to say, Blake is from Oklahoma City. Sign Blake. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get some more veterans in there that has been there and done that to, to really round out this team and to give these team uh, um, a I real – I would even argue Demarcus Cousins might be a good fit because yeah. you you want somebody who can come in and actually be a big body because Chet's not that. Yeah. Chet is a stretch five, but he's also a rim protector, so he's a good defender. But if you need somebody who's actually going to bang down low, he's not the guy. So yeah, get 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 uh, X Factor for me is definitely vets. Yeah. Get get some vets in there. Um, um, or you could say Shea's growth as a as a player as a leader, but he's only twenty four, so. What are you really going to expect from a twenty-four-year-old? Um, right. But yeah, that's uh, off-season grade. I'll give them an A. They they're rebuilding, A plus yeah. maybe. They got their guy. They got the guy they wanted. Um, they still yeah. have Josh Giddy, Shea, you know, stuff like that. 
Um, so I'll give them an A plus because they're rebuilding. They still have tons of picks that they could flip later once this team starts to form for yep. uh, other role players. Shit, even a superstar. They got a whole bunch. Um, they're a rebuilding team that pretty much already has their core. Legit already has their core. Um, so Shay, Chet, and uh, Josh Giddy, even Lou Dort is in there as well. Yeah, so they're in one of the best positions you can be in as a young team. Yes, and they're all close in age. Yes. It's not like it's not like with you know the Rockets what they were doing when they drafted Jalen Green and they had Christian Wood and they had John Wall and they had all these guys that are like a, like different ages. Like everybody in Oklahoma City is pretty much the same age. Yes, they're twenty four to eighteen. Yeah, so, and yeah. And they're all under contract. They're all pretty much like good shooters. They're all well-rounded players. So, and on top of that, they have a ton of cap space and draft picks. So, yeah. um, not really much else you could ask for. Speaking of the Rockets, the Rockets are the final team we will talk about today. Um, and notable acquisitions: obviously Jabari Smith Jr., who was a third pick in the draft. Trey Burks, mm-hmm. Bojan Marjanovic, uh, Sterling Brown. Um, Marquise Chris and uh, a guy who who I really liked for them last year was Garrison Matthews because yeah. for like uh like two weeks stretch he was Clay Thompson, um <laughs> like legit was yeah. like Clay Thompson could not miss. Um, yeah. they're a team that has a lot of veterans, so I'm not going to ask them to get veterans. I think Trey Burke is a solid veteran that Jalen um Jalen Green could learn from in terms of guy getting buckets. Um, mm-hmm. he's done it for his entire career. Um, Bojan Marjanovic is just one of the greatest guys in the NBA, so that is a plus. Uh, Sterling Brown is still relatively young. He's 27, but, like, in terms of NBA years, he's still relatively young. Marquise Chris kind of fits that mode of the young guys. Um, um, And they got dogs, too. Kevin Porter Jr. is a dog. Marquise Chris is a dog. I know. Marquise is is definitely a dog. Um, Ty Ty Washington for some reason is listed as a six nine center who's two hundred and sixty pounds and who also is forty five. <laughs> I can't make this up. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. He hold also hold grew he, like listen, go if you on your computer, go to trade machine, go to the Rockets. He's a six nine center, two hundred and sixty pounds, and is forty five years old. <laughs> No, this is not the same Ty Ty Washington not, from Kentucky not, that I saw. This is not Ty Ty Washington. This is his father. No, like this, this, this is he yeah, is a this junior. Is Tyus. This is Tyus Washington. This is not Ty Ty. This is not Ty Ty. This is Tyrone. You know, um, they are in another pretty good position. I, I don't think mm-hmm. they're as good as a position as OKC or um, well, because um, like, I don't they, think they're in as. I don't think they're as good a position as OKC going forward, but I think for right now they're probably going to win more games. Yeah. Um. I think they end up they j- jump OKC in the standings. Cause like one like when I said when we was doing the draft show, uh, Paolo was the best NBA player. Like he was an yeah. NBA player, and not too far from that is Jabari Smith. I think yeah. Jabari, Jabari Smith is an NBA player now. Obviously, he needs to fill out more. Um, he's six ten, two hundred fifteen pounds. Apollo was yeah. like 6'10", 240. So, like, you know, he has to fill out. Um, they also messed up his age. He's 22 here. Um, but, uh, you know, trade machine, you can't get them all right. So it is what it is. 
Right. I'm glad that you Especially with have new players. Updated. I get yeah. it. Like, they just got there. You have the updated. They don't have a picture yeah. here. It's just a silhouette. Yeah. Um, it's like when players get drafted in 2K. It's like, we don't need to do a face scan. Yeah, like, especially we'll if, like, you're the later. 50th pick. Like, come on, Yeah. Bro. Show yeah. me that you deserve one. Like, like show me that you deserve one. Yeah. And Alfred Sengun, uh, that's the guy that I liked, kind of the Jokic, Sabonis type guy. Okay. Um, they're X-Factor. Um consistency okay consistency Jalen Green was not consistent um Kevin Porter Jr. was not consistent consistency consistency add some more and also vets they should add vets they have Eric Gordon but Eric Gordon's most likely going to be on his way out add some vets some vets I I, I think they're I think they're going to jump OKC in the standings like I said I think they're going to be probably Maybe eleventh seed. Yeah, neither of these two um, teams are play play-in teams. They're no. they're young um, teams that are trying to compete for something. Yeah, Co- I think the teams that drop past them play. are probably the Spurs. And maybe when, the Jazz, depending. And on when I say compete for something, I mean um, experience, um, experience yeah. in learning their games and learning how to get to their spots more right. consistently and um, getting better p- field goal percentage. Because I think Jalen Green shot under 40 percent last year mm-hmm. from the field oh he's not 42 percent he kind of turned it up in the in the last the last uh half of the year yeah so uh yeah that's it that's all for yeah. the west he he had a he had a weird year because he started off pretty hot and then he kind of cooled off and then he got he got like he started off hot he started i would say he started off warm and yeah. then he got like cold as ice he and started then, off. It was it was interesting because he had a better start to the season than Cade did. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were just like enamored by that. But then he sort of came back down to earth, and then he got kind of you know inefficient and looked like a young player, and then he got hot again. Yeah. So, yeah, that that he consistency, uh, literally consistency. Yeah. Kevin Porter Jr. consistency. Yeah. Um, maybe even you, even from Jabari Smith, like I know it's tough shoot. to ask for from a rookie, but it's just, just you know don't fuck up. In my in my opinion, they should probably trade Kevin Porter Jr. Really, for what? For picks, <laughs> like for picks. Okay, because he 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 doesn't what I've what I've heard of what I've seen with his Cleveland days. He does not seem like a a guy that needs to be on a young team. He seems mm. he, like his career will be better suited if he were playing with guys who are already established because um, he seems like he's kind of a little out of it in terms of, like, his headspace. Um, okay. And I think that he needs to go to a team where, like, there's veterans around. Like, th- this is a young team. This is going to be a young team for a while. Um, yeah. And they're just getting started in their rebuild. Their rebuild literally just started last year with Jalen Green. Um, so okay. I would I would trade him to a team one because it's going to prolong his career. Like I wish that would have happened for Josh Jackson earlier. Yeah, him going to a team that was established because you know there was rumors about him not being around the right people. Um, the people yeah. he was around weren't good for him. Stuff like that. Being in the right situation, the right team, and with vets who has been there before would be like, yo, listen, they got to go. They got to go. Sort of like. He's sort of you. You you mentioned Josh Jackson. I think another example of someone who actually did get drafted to the right situation was Jimmy Butler. Yes, 
I think I think if Jimmy got drafted to a young team where things really weren't see but all together and and that's you know. different. Jimmy had a different personality where he but was. I like, mean, they both are like high intensity guys. Yeah, but it, Kevin Porter Jr. is young. Like he he shows that he is young. Like he does young dumb shit. Yeah, off the court, where yeah, where it's like Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Even even though Jimmy was young, Jimmy had Tibbs, who was already a co- uh, fucking coach who won a championship. Well, that's true, but you also have to take into account the fact that Jimmy came into the league during a time when social media wasn't as big of a thing. So we and, might just not have seen. And as I will much throw as- in the fact that the, Jimmy had vets like Carlos Boozer and Taj Gibson. No, I know. That's you know what, what I'm saying? saying. Like, Jimmy was the a player game, who got drafted. Like, I was saying Jimmy is a similar type of guy, but who got drafted into the right situation. Kevin Porter Jr. has not. Yeah. He went he's, to... a similar, he's a similar guy, but he's been drafted to bad teams with not great leadership or veterans. Yeah, that's that's why I think his career will thrive the most when he's in a place where I'm not going to say he contain him because he's a grown-ass man and right. no man should be contained, um, where you can, like, I think I think just think it's going to be best for his career to go to a place where he, vets could te- like, like, bro, listen, this is what you do, this is how you do it. Yeah. You don't do that. This is what you people do. he like, respects. Like like Rondo, like Rondo had to be sat down and be like, yo, dog, what you doing is fucking stupid. Yeah. And obviously he learned for a little bit, but here we here he is in kind of the similar situation again. Um, right. Hopefully, you know, he figures that shit out because he's definitely um a pl- uh, still a point guard, uh, still an NBA player in this league. Um, mm-hmm. Very ver- versatile. I, I I would want him on the Sixers. Another guy, For sure. He'd be, um, he would be one of the best and he, backup point guard options that we could. And get. We, we've we've trained. He's trained with Tyrese Maxey, so you mm-hmm. know he knows him. And and you know just another guy in Tyrese Maxey's ear that can you know help him sin like Tyrese Maxey. We could say Tyrese Maxey. Um, obviously different personalities between the two, but Tyrese Maxey's got gotten the confidence, all the confidence in the world from an MVP caliber player. Two MVP yeah. MVP uh, players, so you know, just getting him there, because uh, I think he, there's so much in him. Like I think he has, he's so talented. Because like when he first got to the Rockets, he was like trying to prove a point to Cleveland. You know, drop fifty. You know, yeah. doing that stuff like that. Like he he has it in him. I just wanted him in in a great situation where that could be more consistently drilled into his head. Well, I think I think it's also part of because this how much the situation has changed since he's gotten to the Rockets too. He might be a little frustrated with that. You know, when he first got there, James Harden was there. Mm-hmm. You know, there, like there were guys there who were veterans, and he probably felt like he was going to have a more significant chance to win. Uh, whereas now, he's probably a little frustrated because the Rockets are regressed or have regressed, whereas Cleveland has now gotten better. So there's probably a little bit of like, damn, were they right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. th- were they, were they, were they on to something when they traded me? Did they really, like, was I part of the problem? You know what I mean? So there's probably some of that in his head as well. Sort of trying to figure out if Cleveland trading him was really actually good for them if he was actually the problem. Mm. Because if the point that he was trying to prove doesn't work, and like I said, Houston's worse actually and Cleveland's better, it starts to look like, or it starts to feel like, all right, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do then. Yeah. Because if I can't, I can't, I don't want to admit that they were right about me. Um, 
so yeah, can we? Uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. Um, you do your thing because I definitely have to get my hair cut, and I'm like four minutes late, five minutes late. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching and listening to the Untitled Hoops podcast. I again am Sean. That is Marquise. Sometimes. Say goodbye, Marquise. Bye, people. What? What did you say? Sometimes. You're Marquise. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, uh, I'm Sean, and that is Marquise right now. Right now. Um. Later on, his schizophrenic personalities will come Split. out. Split. Yep. And he'll uh, talk to himself in the shower. Uh, anywho, we'll see you next week where we go over our predictions and offseason grades of the Eastern Conference teams. There's also that, a great reason to not do it. Because what if what, what if Kevin Durant gets traded? He's exactly. Not, he's not, though. Exactly. What if, but what if? But what if? He won't, though. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, once again, make sure you head over to the website. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we have a TikTok, right? We yes. have a TikTok. TikTok. I need to post to it more. Yep. So follow us on all the socials. Uh, go over to the website if you want to see other cool content. Tyrese has a really funny story about getting molested by the Count from <laughs> Sesame Street. Um, so with that being said, see you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>